Hi there. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I always hear you say I'm Ryan. (laughs) Well done. It just sounds fun to say that. You're in fact not Ryan. You are Selena. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thanks for joining us. We have uh, an interesting show today. Today we're going to be talking about uh, this idea of having no backup plan. And no regrets. And no regrets in your marriage. We say that a lot, but we want to unpack a little bit what that means to actually live like that in your marriage and tangibly what that could look like. And where the motivation comes from for that. Yes, yes. And, and so hopefully you feel encouraged and, and spurred along in that way. Uh, and then also we are going to be answering a question about online gaming mm. and how uh, how to deal with a spouse who is addicted to hmm. gaming online yeah. when it takes a lot of time and is causing uh, problems for your marriage and for yeah. your family. Yeah. So we are talking about that later. And uh, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Selena's special sauce. <laughs> It's salty and sweet. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. He Try just it wanted, out someday. He wanted to come out with a... <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know of the special sauce. Am it's like, I like a barbecue a... sauce, I think. That's okay. what I'm, they're like a Hawaiian barbecue sauce. Oh, there you go. You know, if you it don't know this, Selena's half He's Hawaiian. Just... <laughs> and it's awesome. Anyway, we will see you on the other side. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. We're kind of excited to talk about this. Ryan, you posted on Instagram this picture that had no backup plan, no, what did it say? Come on, don't mess this up I'm for me. I'm sorry, you're the one that did it. <laughs> I think it's a no backup plan, no, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <What is it? laughs> something zero regrets is yeah. very important, obviously. Something, something but dark you, side. But you, no backup plans, no escape clauses, zero regrets. There it is. And I think this is a good thing to talk about, um, because last week we talked about prenups. And this is kind of timely for us to talk about, I think, what it means to have no backup plan. You always kind of hear it in our vocabulary. And when we talk about, you know, having this fierce tenacity that never gives up, never gives in, there's no plan B, no backup plan, um, anything like that. So we're kind of just trying to uh, clarify, I think, and bring just draw that line from the gospel to this, to the motivation in our hearts and why why we live, why we have our marriage like around this framed around it. Like, why is this something that is really driving our marriage? Why is it something that we subscribe to and not having a prenup or having a backup yeah. plan of like, well, what if this doesn't yeah, work so out? Yeah. So we hope to explore that a little bit. We also hope what to What if I don't explore... like you as much as I thought I did? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, is this an actual question or is this I hypothetical? Just, I'm processing. Okay. So it's, it's somewhere between. <laughs> Uh, we also hope to encourage you as well. If you're going through a tough patch or a rough patch, I think, <laughs> as they say, <laughs> tough, patch. <laughs> tough patches, tough patches, <laughs> keep keep going. Yeah. Uh, if you're going no, through a really, rough patch, yeah. uh, hopefully it will encourage you a little bit yeah. and understand what's at stake and kind of and, and what it might look like to fight for your marriage. Yeah. In this really trying time. Yeah, marriages face so much these days. Yeah, in relationships. Was, so I'll, this I'll, is. As you know, I'm reading a book. It's a little golden booklet for Christian life. It's by John Calvin. And I'm, and he's talking about uh, basically your true metal, your true faith mm-hmm. is shown 
not during the good times, but during the hard times, right? It's mm-hmm. when the when the hard times hit, that's when you really see what you actually believe in. Right. Tim Keller, he he has a quote. I don't, I'm going to butcher it. I always do. But he's talking about, he's using this analogy. Like you're standing on a cliff and you have this herd, you have the stampede of, of uh, what's a stampede? Horses. Horses. Okay. You have a stampede of Bison. wild wild stallions Buffalo. running your way. <laughs> okay. Wow. You really got your prairies <laughs> dialed. You know, the prairie uh, fauna. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Impalas. Uh, I forget. Exa- <laughs> That's not a prairie one. That's Impalas. I know. Era, I'm going to a different African continent. African savanna. I'm going to a different continent. Go ahead. Okay. Just try to stay on topic here, <laughs> Freddie. Uh, okay. So you're standing on the edge of the cliff. You have a bunch of wild stallions herding and running towards you. And they you have- wouldn't run together. <laughs> My word. Because <laughs> they'd all be fighting each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one stallion and all m- mares? Yeah. They have their herd. Okay. Is that how that works? Yeah. Is it like... It's true. Really? And the babies, the foals. So, like, bees yeah, have the colts. queen bee. So, the stallion is like the queen bee. Yes. Of the horse He's herd. It's just the stallion. Hey, you learn something new every day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this episode is brought to you by Selena's special sauce. Salty okay. and sweet. Oh, what a treat. I'm going to try to say that as many times as I can. <laughs> oh, these poor people. By the way, that's because my wife, if you haven't picked it up yet, she is salty and sweet. You're salty. Okay. You're really salty. So your quote by Tim Keller. You're like a sailor fresh off the boat. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Glad everybody can get that picture of me. Just. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So Tim Keller, people are right there. These horses are running towards you. They're going to rush you off this cliff and you have to jump and you see this branch and you have to jump and grab it to survive. Mm-hmm. And what he says is it's better to have weak faith in a strong branch than strong faith in a weak branch because mm. it's the strength of the branch or the strength of the object of your faith that will actually determine uh, the outcome of, right. of the action, right? Right. And so when it comes to marriage and you're going through a hard time, it's better to have weak faith in a strong branch. And that strong branch is God's design. The strong branch is Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. It's obedience in God's, to God's word. Mm-hmm. Right. That's our strong branch. And so I think what we're trying to do is, uh, is just illustrate what that strong, what that action looks like in a mm-hmm. marriage, what it means to reach for that strong branch, even if you feel like your faith is weak. Yeah, it's good. Right. Because if you have all the faith in the world in, in a false, in a lie, if you have all the faith in the world in a lie, it's not going to go well. So, right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just reminded. So again, what does it mean to have no backup plan and how does that, how do we apply that in our marriage? I'm reminded of... When I played football. Your golden years. <laughs> golden days, maybe. You know, Uncle Rico, let me just tell you something about... I used to throw a football. A single A 50 school. yards, frozen rope. Were we single A, like, Oh, yeah, we years? went to a tiny school. I played on the football team. The very first football I like team. A, I weighed a buck 80 soaking wet, and I was, like, on the offensive line. <laughs> that gives you an idea of how tiny our football team was. Ooh. Anyway... We were tenacious, and, <laughs> to say the least. And to say the least, we may have lost a lot, but man, did we play hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was the first like three years of the program is when I played, and we used to do these things called uh, they were we call them wedge busters, and so everybody played on all sides of the ball because we had a really small team, <laughs> and I played defense, offense, special teams both ways, and so on the kickoffs you have to kick the you kick off the ball. If, you kick the ball, <laughs> not kick off the ball. Kick off the ball. Did you play football? Uh, you know, I dabbled. <laughs> uh, you kick the ball, and then everybody runs down the field, right? And so, the, and the returning team is trying to block you, right? So that their returning back can mm-hmm. get the ball into the touchdown zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I should be an announcer. 
<laughs> Touchdown zone. Go team. This is fun. Goal unit Listening scored. To you. And uh, anyway, so what the wedge buster was, their whole job was to go like all out and They'd run as fast as they could at the other team. Run as fast as they could at the other team and try to just basically, like, a lot of times the blockers on the, on the opposite team would create a wedge mm-hmm. to try and block you in like, like a flying V. Gotcha. I'm making the motion, but you can't see me listening. Flying V. Good. And so if you just were, if you could just crush the tip of the V. You could crush you them You could all. crush the whole thing. So they would just run and like and so the lay out would horizontally, yeah. horizontally and just <laughs> They're like, like flying through the air. Like, yeah, horizontally, <laughs> just trying to take awesome. out at least three or four guys. That's awesome. And whoever Were you a wedge it, buster sometimes? I was a wedge buster once or twice. Nice. You know, <laughs> paid my dues. All 180 pounds of me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the dudes just grabbed me and threw me to the ground. <laughs> hey, but you were in the stands cheering. So I was, you, I was. You were drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a beautiful picture of what it means to live uh, with no backup plan, mm. right? Not that you're Just trying to run. hurt. <laughs> it's not like you're trying to hurt yourself, but right. it's like you can't do that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And have any hesitation, or you will just it's get true. injured. It's true. Have you ever seen those guys try to punch through, like, the wooden boards and stuff? Yeah. Have you ever tried to do that yourself? Yeah, but I hesitate, and it hurts. I grew up. I grew up <laughs> bored, so I, I tried to break a lot of wood as a kid. You had nunchucks too. I had nunchucks, <laughs> and they, they got me back. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> I made nunchuck. It's nunchucks, all right. None. <laughs> <laughs> There's not an M in there. Nunchucks. They've always been Nunchucku. Num- <laughs> oh my word! It's we're... not going well. At least we're using like analogies that are like battlefield, like fierce so ones. You, Anyways, we're just ever... super like giggly over here. I don't know what. If you've it ever is. tried to, if you've ever tried to punch through a piece of wood, mm-hmm. you'll know that if you even hesitate a little bit, you're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Same thing goes on the snowboard, snow, on the <laughs> snowboard field. <laughs> I'm super articulate today. <laughs> She's just dying. <laughs> Look alive. Come on, try to keep up. You just keep going with the analogies. <laughs> you can't think. This is going to be a words. show of analogies. <laughs> So, okay, so you're on the snowboard I'm field. on the snowboard <laughs> arena, and I'm going down this hill, and there's a huge jump. It's probably like 10 feet high, mm. and if you go like half speed, you're just going to, you're not going to clear the tabletop, and you're yeah. going to case the jump, and it's going to hurt your legs. You have to commit but at some point. if you commit and go hard, yeah. it's going to be awesome. I know. You try to tell me that when I would do some jumps. You're like, you have to land on the side that goes down. You don't want the flat side. You have to go faster than you're comfortable yes, with. Yes, and I was, and yeah. this is pretty much our marriage. Like, you are yeah. always like, you have to go faster than you're comfortable with. Because it will pay off. You will. It will not hurt as much. And I'm like, but I can't just. I can't get over that whole fear factor. Well, you will be flailing through, <laughs> flying through the air. The beauty right. of it is, is that even if you land <clears throat> on your face, it's on the downward slope, so right. it's a soft landing. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah. So anyway, all these are analog- analogies for what you know this means to live life or with live a, your marriage with right. no backup, no backup plan. plan, fully committed, ready to yeah. take on yeah. you know those jumps, those hurts. <laughs> So, so I think you get the idea. So if, if you're, you know, if you're fighting, right. And the problem is not just like maybe one fight, but if you're in the season of like argument or you're feeling like you haven't connected, you don't even know if you love him or her anymore. Um, we're here to remind you that love is a choice. Right. And this is what that might look like to Mm -hmm. have no backup plan is Mm -hmm. to say, all right, this is my husband or this is my wife and nothing is going to change the fact that I'm committed to them, that we are in a covenant relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so the question the question remains is where does that even come from? How can we why do we want that? And mm-hmm. and where does where does that drive or even if we don't feel like 
living with no backup plan? Right. Where can we go to to acquire yeah. the desire? Well, ultimately, you know, God's word and looking at, at Jesus, you know, and he is our, he's always our example. Um, but talking about, just real quick about feeling like doing something, um, Jen Wilkin asked in one of her podcasts, she said, um, she said that somebody asked her, if you never felt God again, would you still believe in him? Ooh. And I mean, I feel like that's pretty big for women. I've probably said this before, but like <clears throat> we're pretty emotional, like feel feely beings, <laughs> you know, like we like to yeah. feel what's, but God and God wants us to have emotions. He created us with those and we can love him through those, but those are not the things that we are to be obedient to. Those are not the, the mm, drivers of our, of our anything really. They should, I mean, we, they're kind of like, the not right. the objective yeah so when we look at christ and we see you know how much he continually pursues us or he pursued us right and we yeah. if you're a believer then you've confessed jesus and you're living out you're being sanctified every day you're living out of what christ has done for you yep. um you're understanding that his pursuit of you was nothing nothing that compares to this side of eternity, right? There's no one yeah. that would pursue you. So like... seeing the person and work of Christ, I think it does two things, right? Okay. It, 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 cl- it washes over us. The mm-hmm. gospel washes over us with the truth that we're sinners saved by grace, this radical, mm-hmm. uh, what do they call it? It's a, um, a beautiful exchange, right? Okay. It's like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. it's this scandal of grace. <clears throat> it's the term that yeah. I, I was trying to think of. It doesn't make any sense. All it, it it's just all about God's goodness. Right. So that changes our hearts. Right. And then as people who are being sanctified on that side of the, the equation where we've, we've, we're adopted into God's family, as people being sanctified, we can look to Jesus mm-hmm. and by the power of the Holy Spirit say, we need to live and love like him. Yeah. Right. He's, right. he is the savior. We're not ever going to be at the center of the picture. He's right. at the center, right. but we are called to love like him. I mean, that's Ephesians five, right? Right. Right. Love, Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just one place and one example. Wives are called to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so Christ, so if we look at Christ, we see too, we see how that, how his life and death and resurrection and ascension, how these all bear weight on this idea of being pursued and mm-hmm. therefore pursuing, right? Mm-hmm. We love because he first loved us, right? right? That's what, I forget the verse, that's First John 4, 4 19. 19. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and so we love because he loved us. Right. Um, and it's his love that transforms our hearts. It's not yeah. us just saying, oh, I'm loved. He loved me so I can love. It's like, no, it's truly understanding. It's all a part of that sanct- the sanctification process. I believe that we are, we are shown how to love and we're shown how to pursue. Um, you know, our, our pastor was talking about this past Sunday about how God is, he's very personal in his communication and his pursuit of us. It's a very like intimate and personal thing for God to, you know, come and say, like, make himself known to you essentially and, and showing you, um, that you are loved and showing you that like you're forgiven or you're healed. And there's, there's just, he is just, that's a part of his power. And so understanding that we have a personal God who knows us, who pursues us in a way that is, it, it speaks to us, um, that is where our hearts are sanctified and com- and transformed continually. And this is not, <clears throat> excuse me, I think, I think we tend to talk about sanctification and transformation as if it happens in like a week or a couple days. This really is like a lifetime thing of, you For know, sure, God yeah. is softening my heart when it feels hard towards my husband or he's, he's showing me how to, you know, pursue him and love him and not, and how can I be committed to him even when it doesn't feel like 
I should be committed or I, there's no grounds for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned our pastor. He always says the, 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 the one work of the Christian life is to trust and obey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's continually trust, obey, trust, obey. It's not working to gain salvation, but just trusting and pressing into and learning right. who Jesus is and right. obeying right. To God's word, like more fully every day. And every day, every time we sin, repent is to turn and trust and obey. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think the extent, and there's a verse, I don't have it on here, but or on top of my head, but there's a verse that's like, by the, the degree by which we have received grace is the, the degree by which but those who are, have been forgiven much mm-hmm. also forgive much, right? right? Those who've been forgiven little forgive little, right? right? And that, that what goes, that's, that's the actual verse, but what goes along the line, those same lines is those who, by the extent, the extent by which we've received grace is the extent by which we are able to give it. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of pursuing and relentless pursuit as we are pursued by Christ. So our, our latest book, mm-hmm. the one that's called actually called fierce marriage, the whole subtitle is like relentlessly pursuing your spouse in light of Christ's recklessly pursuing your spouse in light of Christ's radically re- pursuing goodness. <laughs> Not my day, radically folks. pursuing each other in light of Christ. There it is. Love. I think I went through different iterations that we had early on, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the whole premise of the book is like knowing Jesus and knowing his holiness, my need for salvation right. and the fact that I've received it. Right. That changes everything. So mm-hmm. you said, even if, like we said, even if you don't feel like loving your spouse during this season, I think the antidote to that is the gospel and, right. the, and repenting, believing, right. trust and believing and right. turning to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not turning from some like active unrepentant sin, right. but it's again, turning to, to Jesus him. Yeah. Yeah. and letting That's him good. stir his, stir <laughs> the understanding of, of grace, stir your affections for him. Um, and that will compel us. To live outwardly. Mm-hmm. I love this verse. It comes from Psalm 139, 7 and 8. Um, and this, I think, is a beautiful picture of God's limitless pursuit of those he loves. And it's David. And he writes, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Um, and I think that's just a beautiful picture of God pursuing David and David responding to that pursuit in worship. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it does is it wells up in us this idea or this, this sense of worship for God. And mm-hmm. this, it overflows into loving each other. Like when right. you're full in God, when you're worshiping God, like you, that compels you, mm-hmm. you can't be worshiping God one second and then turn around and be bitter towards your spouse. The other, mm-hmm. it, uh, the other second, you can't do that. At least not if you're genuinely worshiping God, I would argue. Okay. It's one thing to be, and I want to be clear. It's, see, yeah. it's one thing to be like hurt and to be worshiping God and in turn and still feel hurt because you haven't resolved issues okay. with your spouse, but yep. to actively turn and be like bitter toward them in a way that is, you don't actually want to see that relationship reconciled. I think right. that's going to be really hard. What do you think? Well, I think there's a challenge with that because I think sometimes, you know, we've experienced God maybe in a moment in church or something. And then we are like, somewhat on this spiritual high or I don't know, we just have, you feel kind of like connected to God or whatever. You're feeling joyful and then you turn and look at your marriage. And then I look, yeah, then we look at our marriage and we're like, ugh, like there's just so much yuck that I have to deal with, it feels like. Right. And And I think, and I do want to be, make this uh, like Yeah, we're just digging together. This is good. Yeah, and I'm not talking about you have, you should, you can't worship God and have an imperfect marriage. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you can't worship him one second and then the next turn around and have active animosity or bitterness towards your spouse or a lack of desire for them or to at least see that 
relationship right. reconciled. Because that's not the fruit of the spirit, ultimately. No, but you can fruit. still feel like... Yeah. The, you, can have, I, you can struggle with how you're feeling towards your spouse or struggle yeah. with the situation that you guys find yourselves in or, you know, whatever's, whatever you're facing. But it's like you said, that is no longer a God in light of the eternal God, right? right. You can say that, that your emotion is not going to run the situation. Right. His right. word will. Right. And another big caveat is, you know, if... if we're not talking about every every situation, every marriage. If mm-hmm. you're in a marriage where you're at your safety's at risk because you have an abusive spouse right. or there is some other, you know, extreme circumstances, you need to be safe, mm-hmm. seek safety, uh, and 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 then deal with it. Sometimes the best way you can love your husband or wife is by mm-hmm. calling the cops on them. <laughs> right. But I'm just Kathy saying Kathy Keller said that, right? Kathy Keller said yeah. that. Wife of Tim Keller. Yeah, and I, um so I I just want to be clear on that, that we're talking about more like, I think the middle of the road type stuff where it's just maybe a low grade tension that's building over time. Right. We've spent a lot of time figuring like in the last few months talking about delight, what it means to actually delight in each Mm -hmm. other, Mm -hmm. to delight in the Lord. We talk about arriving versus abiding. Mm -hmm. What it means, like some some people have this arriving mentality toward marriage where they're saying, we've arrived, we're here at marriage, it should be great. Right. And then there's the abiding mentality, which is like, no, this is not perfect. Right. We're abiding in Christ, we're abiding together. Right. We're living, growing alongside each other. I we'll was, never arrive. Right, and I was listening to Jen Wilkin again today. I'm just, well, I only, I listened to her like Wilkin. on the way to the gym, which is like 10 minute drive, and then it's like a 40 minute podcast, so it takes me a few days kind of to get through some stuff. But she was saying abiding is like, is remaining in God. It's building your home, like yeah. your home is in God. And so that just created a, clear picture i feel like mm-hmm. for our marriage and our lives or we're called to abide in him and i and those are all so abiding in christ delighting in christ you know being found in him knowing you know anchoring your identity knowing who you are because of him these are all ways that we we are digging our heels in the sand with our marriage and saying i am not going to give up christ right christ died for me he gave he's given me Everything that I have ever wanted, truly desired, needed, everything I need can be found in Christ, complete. And so I'm digging my heels in. He's given me this gift of marriage, right? Yeah. It's not a promise. It's not an achievement. Marriage is not anything like it is. It's a gift. gift. That's good. And so because he has done this for me, like I'm allowing that understanding, that knowledge to transform my heart. And the the Holy Spirit is is empowering that and doing the work. And I am then, you know, f- small fruit begins to produce, you know, it's not like you just, and you're trusting that even yeah, when you don't feel you're trusting like that the process. transition's happening, the change is happening. Right. That's it's like whole, a tree. Like, it's like a tree, uh, like an will, apple tree, you know, yeah. you see it, you see the leaves fall during the fall, but all but during winter, fruit, yeah. you don't see anything during the winter, but it's like growth has to be happening. Development has to be happening because when spring comes, yeah. here comes the blooms. And when, you know, summer comes and all that, then it's like, here comes the apples and then the fall and all yeah. Well, apples are in the fall for us. So, yeah. Anyways, it's that kind of, yeah, it's that kind of trust. So the growth faith almost always happens, uh, you know, be- be- below the surface, yeah. right? Any growth that is, is, is strong in yeah. nature always takes time. Yeah. You can never actually see it happening. It always right. takes not just seconds, minutes or hours, but yeah. years months and years. Yeah. And, and uh, that's hard for us to swallow in our day and age, I think. Oh yeah. We want it fixed now. Yeah. And, but God is good in his graciousness. If we had everything fixed now, like what would it be like? Yeah. What would our lives really, there would yeah. be no depth, you know, we would just keep moving on from one thing to the next. Yeah. And 
That's God, good. it's so good to slow us down. I had some shower thoughts when I was thinking about today's podcast. <laughs> and I was, and I was just... I was, you were in the shower I was thinking in the shower, of yeah. this. Okay. Shower thoughts is the, like <laughs> thoughts that you have when you're in the shower, yeah. <laughs> and so I was thinking about um, this idea of delayed gratification, yeah. right? Where yeah. I feel like I, delayed gratification is the way of the, of the Christian life. Because everything that we, that we forego now, every perceived good here and now... You, you delay it knowing that there's a way, like so much more to be had in Christ there and then through obedience in him. There's also more to be had in him here and now. Yeah. But it's almost always going to be a, a delay of some sort of the gratification. Yeah. And where that comes from is this, we talked about it with regards to our children, but there's this famous experiment, the psychological experiment. If you've never heard it, it's about it, what they did is they took these young kids. I think they were like six, six years old. They put them in a room with a marshmallow and they said, you can have this marshmallow now, or you can wait 15 minutes and we'll give you two, but you can't eat it. If you want two marshmallows later, you can't eat this one now. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of the study was to see um, what kids responded to this idea of delayed gratification. It was, mm -hmm. it's a hilarious video. You can look it up, <laughs> but these kids are like waiting all the things they do to try and wait and not eat the marshmallow. It's hilarious, but they did. So they made they remade a video based on that same experiment that was done like 30 years ago. Yeah. The original one that was done 30 years ago, they actually followed the same kids for their life to wow. see based on how they did they did during this experiment as kids, yeah. how they're wired. Mm -hmm. How did that equip them or hurt them for success in their yeah. adult life? Yeah. And uh, you, you guessed it. The, the kids with delayed gratification <clears throat> who were OK with or relatively OK with waiting to mm -hmm. get the better reward are the ones that are in steady careers. They're the ones that are in healthy marriages. They're the ones that are building life, mm -hmm. you know, lasting relationships. It's almost always delayed gratification is right. always going to be the way of wisdom. Right. Right. And so this is a perfect example of, of fighting for your marriage is always an example of delayed gratification mm -hmm. because as soon as it gets hard, that's when you're saying it's still worth it because it's right. so, because it's God's good design for our flourishing right. For the rest of our lives, not right. just for it's this hard season. Yeah, and it's trusting that trusting that design is trusting God to be who He is, and right. so we can lean into that that knowledge. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, well, I'll, let's let's talk about tangibly speaking. Yeah. How can you, you know, you've heard the phrase "burn the ships." You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 So like, so how can you burn the ships? How can you burn the ships? Yeah. Well, not having a prenup. I mean, that goes for okay. one, right? In all seriousness. Yeah. yeah. We're kind of, we did talk about that last week, yep. but if you have a, I mean, this is, that should go without saying, but we're going to say it anyway. If you have a prenuptial agreement, yeah. um, it's a good idea to get rid of that. Yeah. Um, no backup and, plans. <clears throat> yeah. And part of, and we'll get into it. The question that we got from uh, one of our listeners or readers today is kind of goes along with it. But I think if you have anything that, um, you know, we're all about, Full transparency, like lights on, windows yeah. open, doors open. There's nothing that's hidden. Um, we don't have secrets in our house. We have surprises. It hasn't always been that we way. We don't have secrets we, yet. We've we've worked through that and yeah. learned the way of transparency. I, I wish somebody yeah. would have showed us, told us that earlier. It's something you kind of just assume going into marriage that you guys are going to be honest with each other. And but it's not like we have these a actively hidden sins, no, no, but they're no, just no, like but there's things a, that you're ashamed there's of. There's a difference or... between like being honest with each other or living transparently with each other. There's, there's just different objectives there. So, um, good. I think that's, so that's one of the ways. One tangible way you can burn the ships is being transparent, be transparent in yeah. radical ways. If you haven't been right. If right. you have any sort of hidden areas of your marriage, whether mm -hmm. it's sin or vices or things yeah. that, that, you know, you're even, even like if you're watching a show and hiding it from your spouse, right. 
like that stuff's this not it's not healthy it's not right. the spirit of unity uh, i think that's a good a good step i think <clears throat> to to switch gears from being kind of on the on the defensive but on the offensive i mean pursue each other mm-hmm. right pursue your friendship right um so it's not just about burning the ships and staying on the shore it's about venturing in to this new land right. that you've come to right and and taking hold of it mm-hmm. right um and that's so what, like what does it mean to actually pursue uh, your husband or your wife, um, in light of how Christ is pursuing you, how can you be more patient? Mm-hmm. How can you be more generous toward them? Right. How can you be more, uh, how can you listen? Yeah. And a lot of that is just choosing to do what you don't always feel like doing in that moment. That's really what it comes down to. And yeah. knowing that even if you do fail and when you do fail, you know, God's grace is there and he'll, he's, he's <laughs> so gracious to just love us through that and mm-hmm. say, pick us up. Let's try this again. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So as far as uh, a challenge, how can we challenge you? If you're listening to this thing, okay, I, I, I want this kind of marriage. Uh, I want no backup yeah, plans, maybe no reserves. Yeah. What do I do? Well, maybe you're thinking like about certain areas in your life that are just a little hidden maybe, or, you're yeah. not, you haven't been transparent. You're feeling a little convicted, I guess, is where we're at. So I think uh, what we're going to urge you to do is go home, talk to your husband or your wife, mm-hmm. and have a, a talk about what reckless pursuit looks like in your marriage yeah. and um, what it specifically looks like for you as a couple yeah, uh, or you as individuals within yes. your marriage, yep. right? So how can yep. you recklessly pursue your husband and same for the husband pursuing this, the wife? Uh, right. Yeah. And maybe start... I'm just thinking that seems like a big topic. Like, how can we recklessly pursue each other, or what is our Maybe backup start with, plan? Are there any uh, hidden? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Or concealed things, right? Yeah. Maybe it's not actively just, hidden, but it's just not like known. Right. right. There's this little like sort of wedge there that's like, yeah. huh? I don't really like, need to share. Like, it does it really matter? And it's well, why wouldn't you share it? Well, I can share it. Then share it. Like, let's just yeah, get it like, all out he, on the table. We have this thing. Uh, We've written about it on our blog, but the phone drop test is a really great like litmus test for whether or not you're living transparently. So what is the phone drop test? So at any (laughs) moment, you could say, drop it type of thing. Here's my phone. Here's my phone. He would never be like, drop that phone. Let me see it. (laughs) Um, You don't want to be like that. Don't be that person. It's not about monitoring the other. It's about having nothing to hide. Yeah, it's not policing. It's a Transparency is very much a unity thing. It's a unity thing. It's not a I'm big brother watching you. Right. It's a, um, it's not that you're in trouble. It's we both, we want the best for each other. We want God's best for us. We want two marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) You're my marshmallow. Yummy. How dare you? Oh. <laughs> I'm your Michelin this man. This is not going where we thought. So anyways, take take some time. Have an honest conversation with each other. Talk about, maybe just start with some areas that feel, uh, you know what's in your heart. You know what yeah. those areas are. Yeah. So go ahead and dive into those. Um, so uh, coming, Oh, I'm excited for this question. I think yeah. it's a good one. So go ahead. What yeah, you yeah. We had a, so um, quickly before we get dive into the question, we're talking about online gaming. Um, I joked about Selena's special sauce being the, spo- the sponsor for this show. He's uh, thinking about what ingredients he can use <laughs> and how he can make it in the picture now and all the marketing slogans. He's going to sell it at the farmer's market on Thursday probably. I still love my Not slogan, really. salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the first one. It's probably well, TM'd already. I will see. Okay. We'll Go ahead. See. What were you going to say? This episode, actually, I think is it'd be good. It'd be appropriate for us to sh- to let you know we have this resource. It's called mm-hmm. the Thirty One Day Pursuit Challenge, and mm. what it is, it's two books. It's a it's they're devotional books. It's yeah. thirty one days. 
there's a husband in pursuit and wife in pursuit mm-hmm. and it's there's 31 unique uh, there there there's a devotion there's a scripture every day and then there's a challenge a pursuit challenge right. and it's things everything from like writing an encouraging note and leaving it. Yep. Or just praying for your spouse. Or like unplugging for the evening and right. having like a candlelit date night. Right. And then there's, or like big grandiose things. And yeah. you can kind of take, take it day by day and yep. do what you want. But we've heard, we did a study with our online community uh, a few months back and we got amazing reviews from it. You can buy it on Amazon mm-hmm. um, or you can just go to 31dayPursuit.com and there's a special bundle deal on our website. Oh, hey Yeah. Where you, you can save a bunch of money and get both books at the same time and get free shipping and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, okay. Are we going to jump into the question? Yes. So, okay. We do have I a think, question. I think you should read it since it, it comes from a husband about a wife, which this is really interesting to me. I'm yeah, just going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, especially when it comes to online gaming. Yeah. So what do you do? This is the question. Um, it's from Anonymous. What do you do when your partner plays an online game called Second Life and part of the time it is behind a closed, locked door? I want to trust her, but she has had an online. she has had online affairs over the game and she says she uses the game to dis- de-stress. It affects us as a family unit. I get so nervous over over it. I have trouble trying to sleep after I know the door is locked. I love your book and podcast. And if you get this question, thank you for taking the time to read it. God bless. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, you, if you you're not addicted to games, but you're in a wife's right, right. No, role. I mean, I think it had. There's a lot of things that are playing into this. I think right now, um, as far as like transparency and then just what screens, how screens affect us. Um, at a personal level. And I mean, then there's the whole just science and psychology behind it as well. Right. Right. Speaking the addictiveness from, of it. Yeah. The addictiveness and of the it. Circadian rhythms, how it affects your sleeping patterns and, right. that, and how when you don't sleep, it actually contributes to depression. Right. And weight gain. And well, and our fr- unhealthy eating. And our friend Nathan, who has Flint and Iron, he talks to parents about gaming and what it does. And I remember him saying one of the things like, why are kids so awful after they've gotten off a screen? Like maybe you let your kids watch a little bit of TV and then they get off it and they're just terrible. And he said, it's because they want to go back to that ease. They want to go back to that. Just sit there, like be entertained, feel good. Everything works, everything. There's no, you know, there's no real conflicts. You don't have a, there's kind of a beginning and an end, but it's not like this whole drawn out real process of life. And it's not, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's, it's not where you are really just like enduring it and like, yeah, well, I think there's one a of word things, that I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of it right now. One of the things he talked about is how like games will have, they have their faster cuts, right? You right. only get like the highlights. Yes. Like, if you're at a farm, even like a farming game is going to yeah. be like all sped up and it's yeah. very quick. We talk about instant gratification, right? right? right or right, right. delayed gratification. Yeah. It's all instant. Right. Or relatively instant. Right. Right. But you take these same kids who love like Farmville or whatever right. that game is and you take them out to an actual farm. <laughs> yeah. And they get really excited about it. But They'd as soon as they realize. Bored in a minute. Yeah. You have to yeah. drive down the long driveway. You have to sit there and right. wait for like the hay to be loaded onto right. the tractor. It's you like to, we're always. Like, and I fall into this. We're always trying to get in, get to that next thing. Right. Because it's yeah. that next thing that once we do all these things, we're going to complete these things. And, and like, we're just going to feel good. We're going to have this puffed up pride. But then there's always something more. Right. It's just kind of this. It's this ro- this circle of slavery. And you, you know? stop. You ever you stop yourself? And be like, why am I rushing through this? What's right, the, what right. am I trying to get to? You know, I guess I would challenge. Um, Hold I would on. Ch- oh, so I do want to. I do okay. want to address this because do you even know what Second Life is? Yeah, what I sat it? on the office. Okay, <laughs> with Dwight in his Second Life. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so 
That's funny. I have an idea of what. So it second is. life is it, it's, it's a what second it life. Like. Yeah. You you create this yeah. person, mm-hmm. and then you go around, and people are, they are can actually be buying with... businesses and exchanging real money. Wow. As I didn't if know it were a real like business. A, okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it got it's got a lot of momentum online like eight nine years right, ago. Right. And now there's still this this sub community that still right. does it, and you can. You can apparently have online affairs, which is you crazy. You have total relationships with people, and it's, yeah. people will justify it and say it's not bad because you know, your avatars real, or your, right. your pretend little computer people yeah. can be in like an intimate relationship, right. and you're totally engaged emotionally in it. Right, and, like, right. So this is not. But you're not. Actually this is not doing it, to so. me. It's not a de-stressor. I think she's definitely trying to put up some. Make some excuses. There's probably some truth behind it, but it's probably the real. Fun. It's pro- she probably enjoys it. Right, but th- but. Th- Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> my, my concern is the locked door. That's what I'm saying. The real issue here is not, yeah. you know, maybe what the game is, but the locked door, the the closed. Why do you have to, you know, I mean, then it's like, it, we, you know, he said it affects us as a family unit. So as a family unit, maybe there's, are there kids involved? Like what is, why do you feel this need to lock the door and divide yourself, I guess? Um from your family i get getting away like i get you know needing some time to breathe and just kind of be out on your own in your own headspace a little bit right if there's young kids for example you right. might lock the door right. so you could just have some time to yourself right but if it's like a constant and and then it becomes this becomes such a habit it sounds like and those are well, scary things to start developing into and those become addictions of course and you're yeah. you're just drawing so much is being drawn out of you and you're so drawn into it um i would I, so, yeah, I would I, lose sleep if you were behind a locked door playing a game yeah. like that. So, <laughs> so I do want to honor this this question and the yeah. person asking it because I think it's probably safe to assume that he thinks it's unhealthy behavior. Absolutely, and yeah. she probably knows it's unhealthy. Right, but she she's going to get defensive. Engaged in this game yeah. is defensive, and there's she's escaping something. Yeah. Yeah. And it, she's finding what she wants there. The right. trouble is, is it won't stay there. It won't right. last. Yeah. She's not drinking water that is sustainable. Right. Uh, and so as a husband, um, you know, I, I, if I could speak to you, be encouraged, mm-hmm. right? God is not done with her. God mm-hmm. is not done with you. And there's a lot of room for both of you to grow. Right. And so I think the way forward would be to lovingly set aside some time with her and say, hey, can we talk Yeah. tomorrow night? Maybe put a few days between yeah. the, the time you ask and the time you actually have the conversation. I really want to sit down and talk about our marriage. I want to talk about us. It's not about the games. It's not about mm-hmm. Second Life, any of that stuff. And just sit down and, and have an earnest conversation. Where are you with us? Like, how do you feel about our marriage? How do you feel right. about me as a husband? Right. And just take take that sort of tone on it. You're right. not Because the issue is never the issue. Selena, you always tell right. me this. It's a symptom of something else. Right. She either doesn't feel loved, doesn't feel like she can be vulnerable, or she doesn't feel like she gets what she needs. Mm-hmm. So just start asking those types of questions. And then... You know, maybe yeah, w- in the later on that conversation or maybe the next conversation express right. earnestly why you th- you know you think sec- the second life thing is a is a bad idea right. and try to do it in a way that's that doesn't make well, her Well it's all about wanting to reconcile right like God wants us God is always wanting to reconcile his people back to him and you know as a husband and a wife you want to the objective should be reconciliation it's again it's not policing it's not it's obviously affecting both of you. It's affecting your rhythms of life. And it's something that needs to, like you said, be called into question. But right. first things first, right? Let's have the conversations about get a pulse on where you're at, where your marriage yeah. is at, how she's feeling, how he, why, yeah. how he's feeling. Why is he feeling like that? I you think, know, yeah. and, and I think husband, that'll reveal more than you're, yeah. you're asking really. 
Yeah. And as a husband, you have a great opportunity to lead her mm-hmm. lovingly through right. that process and, and steward that relationship. Where you yeah. Say. And being a peacemaker, you know, being willing to wound in order to right. have peace at right. the end of this and not just being a peacekeeper and just trying to right. be passive and let things happen. So, And our hope is that that conversation will be something both of you come to with open hearts. Right. If she's not open hearted, then right. I think prayer is the next one. And then right. counsel, right. counsel from pastors and Christian uh, Bible believing counselors Absolutely. and friends and family mm-hmm. who can contend to, uh, for the health for your of your marriage. marriage. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Um, we do have an open line. If yeah. someone wants to, yep. to call in or text, you can do that at any time, mm-hmm. 24-7. The number is five, uh, 971-333-1120. That's 971-333-1120. Or you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. And there are some buttons there where you can ask questions or even share a testimony. Yeah. And we would love to share that only in, you have to give us permission. Right, right, right. Um, We would never do anything without your permission. But yeah, we love your questions. We love uh, answering those. We've grown by having to kind of sift through some of those and and dig into the God's word. Yeah. With how how it bears weight on those. Um, But yeah, other than that, I think... uh, if, if you've you, enjoyed this podcast, I'll say it because you say it every week. If you have enjoyed it, please tell somebody about it. Rate, give us a rating, a quick review, give us a thumbs up because that is how people get to hear. People start reading, they start kind of getting curious about it. So subscribe, rate, share, do all the things that you should so we can get God's word out there for marriages to cling to. Yeah, pretty good. You did a good job. Okay. I'm excited job. about next week, real quick. Next week, we're going to talk about marriage and ministry and well, marriage as your ministry. Yeah, what does it mean? Because we I think see it's a twofold, lot, like, but yeah. marriage is your first ministry or marriage is your ministry. What does that right. even mean? Right. We're going to explore that I'm next week. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this this show's in the can. <laughs> what do you think? It's in the can. You want me to say it? Yeah. <laughs> in we the have, can. We're on episode 37 you need and to we say, have not missed so, a week that okay. I know of. Okay, well, then why don't you say it? This episode is... In the can. All right. <laughs> it's a team right there. I got you back on board. This is good. Good, <laughs> good to see you back, Freddie. <laughs> well, according to you, though, I'm a salty, like, pirate person, so I never got off. Maybe you're the one that... I mean, you're just, you're sweet, you're maybe sweet and sour. Maybe that's the right... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a marshmallow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you why got don't personality. You, I think you need to pray, because you need to talk to Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lord, I thank you uh, for your grace over our lives, over mm-hmm. my wife. I thank you, I thank you that, um, no, really, I do thank you for your grace. It's eternal in our lives and it, it changes our hearts. Mm-hmm. God, I pray for the wife or the husband who is listening to this, that you would just um, encourage them yeah. with your Holy Spirit, that you would flood their heart with joy and love mm-hmm. and peace and whatever they need and the words they need to say to their husband or their wife um, in the spirit of reconciliation, the spirit of covenantal marriage. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that you would transform marriages around the world um, to be reflections mm-hmm. of the love that you have for us, the love that you have for your church. I pray that that marriages would be tools that you use as we talk about next week as ministry uh, tools that you use in our communities and our mm-hmm. in our families and, and, and so on and so forth. Lord, but I just pray that this would be an avenue of encouragement for any couple listening to this, any person listening to this, that Holy Spirit, you would, um, again, fill their heart with everything they need. We thank you, Jesus, for being so good, um, for giving us your word mm-hmm. to rely on, for, for loving us relentlessly. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Thanks for listening, friends. We're excited for next week and uh, stay fierce. That was, you got to end, end more, way more upbeat than that. Stay fierce. <laughs> <laughs> that was disingenuous. You need to cut this. <laughs> okay. All right. We will see you in about seven days. Take care. That was pretty good, I guess. Here's what Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.